Hello, and welcome to the Gifted Life Podcast, where we have conversations about organ, tissue, and eye donation. I'm Lori Steele. Hi, I'm Sally Gentry. Hey, Sal. And I'm Kirsten Heinz. Wait a minute, wait, this is different. Joey's usually here. Kirsten's still in it. Oh, you caught me. To what do we owe this pleasure? I had so much fun at the transplant games. I wanted in. Yeah, transplant games, Salt Lake City, Utah. So many people coming together for a common cause. I mean... You can't go wrong with that, right? Now, were you in the luggage? Oh, uh, no, unfortunately, I was not. I had to hold down the fort. Oh, yeah. Somebody I had sure, to do it. Well, that's right. I sure wish I could have, but oh, well. Yeah, you sent us there. We got some great stuff. We oh, talked to great. some wonderful friends from across the country. The great thing is, no matter if we speak the same language or not, um, the feeling about donation and the power of donation, yes. honoring heroes, it echoes just across the world, which is pretty amazing. So we're going to bring you those stories here on the gifted life, which is pretty neat. So you're going to be a part of that. So hold on to your hats. Um, we want you to share this with your friends too, guys, because some pretty incredible stories come in your way. Yep. You can find us on Apple Podcast, Google Play, your favorite podcast app, or thegiftedlife.org. Yeah, we're pretty active on social media, guys. Facebook, we're Donate Life Louisiana. Twitter and Instagram, at Donate Life LA. A lot of what you hear here on the gifted life will be there on those social media pages. And... Don't forget. Dun, dun, dun. Yes, you can always give us a call. 504-648-3477. We might even play your message, but we really want to hear from you. Yeah, I love that. Thinking about transplant games, uh, we met in the past Team Australia, right? And I oh, love them, great. but they thought I had an accent. Do you hear it now? I'm really? trying to work on it. I'm working on it. But those are our friends. hard to believe. <laughs> So now we have a presence. Thank you, mates. In Australia on the Gifted Life uh, downloads, which is pretty cool because we met these friends. Now I don't ah. know if they can understand us or not because they can't understand me. Really? I thought maybe they'd have a hard time understanding Joey, right? <laughs> We're going to throw him under the bus there. Uh, but more from Transplant Games 2018, which is pretty cool here on the Gifted Life. The Donate Life Transplant Games of America 2018. I love the games, guys. Yes, this is an incredible event. It happens every other year, and it's comprised of athletes that all have one thing in common. They've received the gift of life, either through an organ transplant, tissue transplant, cornea, or even bone marrow. And not only do these recipients get to showcase their athletic talents, we always honor the donor and make sure that those gifts are not forgotten. I love these families. I love these stories. Salt Lake City, Utah, 2018. Let's take you there. This is Kirsten Heinz with the Gifted Life Podcast, and I'm here with two new team members to Team Louisiana, Mary and Dusty. Um, I was a recipient in 2012 of a kidney. Very blessed to be here, and it's been the most inspirational, moving event I've ever been to. That's great. I'm glad y'all are having such a good time. How about you, Dusty? Uh, my first time also. I uh, attempted to come in 2014 but was not able to make it. And uh, 2016, uh, I mean, excuse me, 2018, um, I was lucky enough to come and I, I would ditto my sister. It's the most uh, emotional and uh, life giving of any event I've ever been to. So, you know, and all made possible because a family was willing to become a donor. So, brother and sister both received, now did y'all receive the same organ? 
Yeah. Yes, kidneys. Kidneys, okay. Sorry if I missed that. That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. So have y'all, I guess that's kind of cool. You've been able to have somebody that really understands what you've been through. Exactly. It's really interesting because Dusty is 13 and a half months older than I but I received my kidney first, just like everything else in life we did, <laughs> including our careers, our first dogs, everything. So he may be older, but I got it first. <laughs> She's outpacing you, man. You're going to have to catch up. No, I'm not worried about that at all. Uh, yeah, I received mine in uh, uh, 2014, and uh, the most it's the most unbelievable story. I mean... I can at least account for four miracles out of this. And the first miracle is being able to get this family because of the death that donated the organ back together again. They had not spoken in a year and a half. So it, it was a healing process. And though I feel wonderful, you, you can't help but feel hurt for the family. So, you know, you reach out and try to do everything you physically plan and then you find out it's not enough. So you were able to get your donor's family back together? Um, yeah, it was a, kind of a weird situation. Um, the, the family was sort of split because um, there was a lot of guilt in the family because of the way the, he had passed. So uh, I became close friends with the sister and I told her I would name my best bred horse after the donor and this horse was bred to a horse called Fusasi Pegasus that won the Kentucky Derby and wow. it was the first time in a year and a half when they all came to watch the horse run a year and a half so I got to meet the the wife and the son and you know I want them to know that I'm there for them they've been there for me all this time See, that's incredible. I haven't heard a story quite like yours out here. And, and to have brother and sister. Well, you want to hear something really weird? The horse ran yesterday and ran second. And I came in second and got off. <laughs> There's some sort of divine intervention there, it sounds like, <laughs> huh? Definitely. It is, no doubt about it. It definitely is. So, you know, you know my goal continues. Uh, I'm going to try to get the donor's family to come in two, 2020 so they can interact with other people to see how. We tried to get her to come this time, but she wouldn't let us pay. So I said, okay, 2020, you're coming if I have to drag you. <laughs> yep, we'll work, on, we'll work on raising money so we can get everybody here. So what, uh, what's your donor's name? I know you had a shirt on. Coral Bergeron, just a great guy. Uh, again, so miraculous. We had the same interests, loved the same foods. and. Absolutely. I'm telling you, it really, the whole story truly is a story of nothing but miracles. I wasn't supposed to get the kidney. They had told me I didn't, wasn't getting it as a kidney pan, pancreas transplant. Winded up in the Oshner ER that night, and they called 145 and said the other transplant fell through. Wow. That's incredible. And Mary, um, somebody shared with me that you were part of a living... Yes. Chain? Like yes. a paired exchange? Yes, another miracle. Um, I was a patient at Oshner's, and because I was so highly sensitized, they had recommended that I go to Johns Hopkins in Baltimore, Maryland, where they had a program to plasmapheresis before and after transplant to make a match closer. So we're not positive matches, but we're very close. And uh, an a altruistic donor, which is a donor that just wants to give to anybody, 
he he started the chain my friend susan from work who had just lost her mother to kidney cancer donated her kidney for me it went to somebody from nebraska so julian is the name of my altruistic donor and two days after transplant or three days he wanted to meet me immediate connection we became sister and brother he became uncle to my children and now great uncle to my grandchildren and he actually told my daughter I was looking for a family and your mother was looking for a kidney. So he is part of our family. Uh. The same year of transplant, my daughter got married. I was able to be there for the wedding. He came and was in the wedding. He, the next year at Thanksgiving, he found his fiance and they both came to Alexandria, Louisiana and ate with us. And my husband texted him yesterday and said, you have to be part of Team Louisiana. Absolutely. In New Jersey. So he is planning on going. That is incredible. And Susan that I work with, she was moved into my department um, because half of our employees left. So we became very close uh, at work. And she said, Mary, I want to be tested. Flew up to Baltimore. She didn't was not a close enough match for me, so she gave her organ, her kidney, to a man from Nebraska who is now enjoying a wonderful life. And he had been on dialysis for so long. And I That's told incredible. Susan, you gave me your kidney, I gave you my heart. And so Susan, Julian, and I are all very close. That's an incredible story. I love hearing these stories. And the, I mean, both, both just so many coincidences. Yes. The expansion of family. We've seen that so much here at the games. So right. many people now consider part of Team, you know, Team Louisiana as part of their extended family. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So make sure you bring your donor families and your living yes. donor. Let's expand this family some more. That's right. So one additional thing, I, I think it's so important that the sponsors provide support for this whole program because without the sponsors, we could not exist on private funds. And if they knew the reality of how close it makes us all and how it's improving the donor situation with people. I just want to thank them. I do too. Thank you so much for the, the donors, the sponsors who, who provided this wonderful, the best experience of, of, of my life. We, thanks is not adequate enough to appreciate, we really appreciate it. Tons of gratitude from Salt Lake yes. City. Lori still here, hot off a win at Transplant Games 2018, right? Yes. Let me see. Hold on. Let me. I'm gonna practice something real quick. You watch me. Watch me, Warren. It's the Warren Mean Mug right there. That's what won the game. I That's think. what it is. I think so. What do you think? I didn't know. Did you watch him during the game? <laughs> yes. It might be the three point. Maybe. Oh, three point. Oh, there was skill too. I, I, I don't I know. It. All right. I learned it from <laughs> this is Warren, transplant recipient, representing here, honoring his donor. These are his girls. I love this. It's a family affair, right? Yes, definitely. Most definitely. Yeah, but we're here. We're honoring donors, especially your donor. You have a connection to that donor, and you're here to honor him. So tell us about that. Well, my donor, he was um, killed in a tragic hit and run accident, and I taught him in the sixth grade. I coached him in Little League, and unbeknownst to me, I just found out that it was him wow. uh, six years after the fact. What was the gift you received? I received the kidney pancreas. Oh, wow. And life is so much different? Yes, yes. I feel better. I feel great. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
better, much better than before, but, you know, not always the best, but I'm thankful. Yeah, I'm going to talk to your girls. Because of that donor, what has life become? Um, it's easier. We don't have to take as much care of him since he could be difficult sometimes. <laughs> what? Wait, wait, wait. This is new information, Warren. No, kidding. <laughs> I was going to say, I knew this all the time. <laughs> but, yeah, I really like that. He's, like, off dialysis and stuff. It's, I like it. He could be dad. Yes. Yeah, what about you? I just appreciate the second chance, you know. Now that we're older and stuff, like, he can coach us along the way, and I'm not worried about, like, you know, traveling and where's the dialysis machine and blah, blah, blah. Where are we going to find Oshner, blah, blah. He's there sitting in the stands, not worried about that, just coaching me up. Just the, the worry that comes with yeah. that, right? Yeah. But I love it here at the transplant. You're worried about these girls now, but that, as a dad does. Um, but it's all about these girls for you. It is, yeah. definitely. And that's the reason why I fought so hard, yeah. even on dialysis, because I want to see my girls grow up. Uh, I love that. All right, so we're at the transplant games. We come here. What is your main purpose? What, what do you want uh, to come out of these games? Well, really what I want to come out of this game is, you know, the letting the world know about, you know, donation, yeah. organ donation. And I volunteer with LOPA. I do uh, local church events and, and things of that, so community events to, to you know, promote yeah. organ donation. And we even actually have a uh, 5K run, so, in Hammond. <laughs> Is it going to be, are you going to be mean mugging during the run? Like what? Well, I... I <laughs> Strategy! Sometimes I have to to get into the start line. I hear and I'm then sometimes really I have to, to get into the team leader. Line. I like yeah, that. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Yeah, so yeah. transplant games for folks who haven't been. How would you describe it? Would you recommend they come? It's a really fun experience. Yeah. Like the first year. My friend over here. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. Ooh, we're adding. This is suspense. Oh, hey, how are you? I'm great. Name? Ashley Young. Ashley. How are you connected to this guy? Um, he's like a cousin to me. Um, She's I, shy, right? Okay. Kind of, sort of. <laughs> um, this is my first year coming to transplant games. I did have a kidney transplant eight years ago, but I am back on dialysis now, um, awaiting transplant number two. So donation to you means what? Um, everything. This is amazing. I, this is my first time here, so I never knew like what all went on. Yeah. But just seeing this, hearing testimonies, um, seeing donor families, it's amazing. Oh my goodness, and so would you recommend folks attempt to come next time? Of course. Oh, <laughs> There you go. We're going we're gonna to put that on a billboard or a commercial or something, right? Yeah. All right. So for you, there's a lot of folks out there watching. They weren't able to come. Um, but like my wife. She watched uh, via uh, Hey, what's what her name? FaceTime. Yeah, via FaceTime. She watched Kelly. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Mama. I'll substitute. Here we are. All right. What do you want to tell her? We love her? Love you, Mama. <laughs> love you, Mom. Love you, babe. I love it. All right. So transplant games, it's a must. Definitely. For yeah. sure. Definitely. I, I mean, I work all year. Well, the two years span yeah. to for this, yeah. you know, and it's not just about you know the the trip itself, but just the camaraderie that we you know have with you know Team Kentucky, all the other guys from you know Chicago, Illinois area, the guys from New York. Family doesn't yeah. matter where you're from. Family, yeah. and we play against two brothers, um, the um, Jarvis brothers. Yeah. Well, they, they're cousins, but actually their mother mothers are twins. Oh. So we play against them in tennis. <laughs> so I look forward to seeing those guys. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. It's just like family reunion, yeah. really. And we appreciate you guys paying it forward, saving more lives, lives like yeah. these guys. Uh, we're going to work with you, right, because uh, you spread education and you hope that folks make yeah. an educated decision, right? Yeah. That's number one Definitely. reason. Tell your families. Definitely. Yeah. Tell your families. Um, in my case, um, my, 
mother had gestational diabetes, uh -huh. and I was born with juvenile diabetes, uh -huh. and end up, you know, she had a kidney transplant a year before I had mine. Wow. So, you know, diabetes was the cause, and, you know, it's not terminal, mm -hmm. you know, once you're on dialysis with, you know, chronic kidney disease, anything. So you can beat it, and but you can beat it with the help of others. You guys live it, you breathe it, you walk yes. through it, yes. and you encourage others. And we like that, guys. And that's what happens here at Transplant Games 2018, guys. We'll have more stories like these. Everybody smile. Everybody say donate life. Donate, donate life. Yeah, coming your way. Lori Steele here with the Gifted Life podcast crew, and we are telling inspiring stories from Transplant Games 2018. This is one of those stories that uh, will unfold today. So this is Isaiah. This is his beautiful wife, right? Amen. Your number one supporter. That is correct. I love it. So you are just fresh from the bowling alley. I am. How, how are your skills out there? Well, it could have been a little bit better, <laughs> but I did my best. Yeah. You know, and uh, had fun. That's what it's all about, right? That's what it's all about. So Have we're fun. at the games, we're honoring donors, we're celebrating life, um, especially you. That's right. Yeah, so heart transplant recipient. Heart transplant recipient back in uh, 2013, October. Yeah. Uh, be five years this October, and it's, it's been a blessing. Yeah. Yes. So tell us about life before you had to be pretty sick, right? Well, yes, I was. Before uh, my transplant, and I'm, I, I have to say that I'm blessed to have a transplant. Uh, before I was, uh, I, could, I couldn't operate, I couldn't function. Yeah. You know, I, I, I remember one morning I walked to my mailbox and uh, I had to stop to get back because I was out of breath. And then what really got me was uh, the morning I, I got out of my bed and set up on, set on the side of my bed. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't breathe, mm. and I, I, something was wrong. Yeah. And I uh, went to the doctor, and they told me I was diagnosed with congested heart failure, uh. and which was no cure. So they put me on medication, dibutamine, uh, and then they uh, gave me an LVAD. Mm -hmm. And I'll be honest with you, you know, you, you, uh, I found out during my time at Auctioner how many young folks that need hearts mm -hmm. and I didn't think I would receive a heart really? I really didn't I was I had gotten comfortable with my LVAT you oh, know yeah. I really had I, I figured that was it and I, I was satisfied there oh, okay. and uh, I, I and I you know the LVAT was giving me some problems also it seemed like every time I went to the to the my checkup I would have problems with my LVAT but uh, that particular morning that Thursday morning Remember I mean, it like it was yesterday, right? It's like it's yesterday. Yeah. That Thursday morning, I went and that LVAD, it said, you can go home, because normally it kept me. It said, you can go home. And I went home. Mm -hmm. But I, I went that morning, I wanted to get a, a, a flu shot. Yeah. Well, I forgot. After they told me I could go home, I was excited about going home. <laughs> yeah. So I forgot about my flu shot. Oh. So that next mo that Friday morning, I called back and told the nurse I needed to set up a horn to get the flu shot. Yeah. And she kind of was nonchalant, like, you know, like, yeah, you need a flu shot, huh, Mr. Douglas? And, I, you know, I kind of took offense to that, you know. Yeah. I really did, yeah. you know. I said, well, yeah, I need a flu shot. She said, okay, I'll set your appointment. Well, what it was, she knew I had a heart coming in, oh. but she couldn't inform me at that yeah. time. Oh. And then that's like 9 o'clock that morning. Yeah. Around 11 o'clock, she called me back. Oh, my 
gosh. Look, I, I like how you remember the date. You remember yeah, the I, times. I, I, yes, yes. And, I, and it must be the same for, I, I, for you, I right? Remember, I remember, I remember it like you said, like it was yesterday. It was like, and I just bust out in tears, uh, and I thank God. Yeah. I, I thank God. So it was a struggle, we know, and then we, we see you doing all of these things, not only in everyday life, but when you come to the games and you interact with these folks. But So tell us about life pre-transplant, post-transplant, drastically different? Yes, it is. Uh, pre-transplant, he was, he was sick. Uh, the LVAD, he had problems with it. The butamine was okay, but uh, eventually that stopped working. So then he went to the LVAD and uh, so I'm thinking about it, he was always hurting, and I said, probably because you don't have no meat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, he was thin then. <laughs> so he's healthy now, you're healthy. So he's healthy now, he's picked up his weight. Um, so we're able to travel, spend time with the family. Um, then he uh, was able to go back to work at the recreation center, and he kind of likes that. And, uh, I love it. Yeah, so yeah. We're, he's just able to do normal things that everybody else can do. Yeah. So a selfless someone, we don't know no, we the don't name know of that person. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't, but I thank God for it every day. So um, I'm just curious, so you get diagnosed with um, heart failure, mm -hmm. LVAD, you're gonna need a transplant. Mm -hmm. Did you know anything about donation? Did you see it in a positive light? What was your take? Well, no, you know, you, uh, being aware, no. I, I mean, I knew about it, but you never take that serious. Mm -hmm. That's the bottom line. You just, just a, yeah, you know, you, cause you think you go, we all think we're gonna live forever, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I didn't think nothing about it yeah. until. So you lived it? I lived it. You walked it? Like as they say, till it hit my backyard. Yeah. And, and I tell them, and I'm, I'm just an advocate, look, donate, 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 donate. And I wear my shirts all the time. Yeah. You know, they love that, you know? I like it. I mean, it's, it's just a, some, 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 I think that everybody should be aware yeah. that you should, donate yeah. and whatever because that particular night with my uh transplant i think we did we that, that guy saved at least four people lives yeah, yeah. that night so that's a, that's a blessing yeah. you know that's and i'm thinking oh you, you got this heart you had this new lease on life yes there's a purpose for you i sure hope so uh, yeah. I, I mean, love the smiles guys i yes. sure hope so it's it's a purpose you know you know uh we had a we had a pretty decent life before the, you know, but we have a wonderful life. Now. I like that. We have a wonderful yes. life. Now. That is beautiful. So we're at the transplant games. Um, a lot of folks on social media have been asking, like, tell me about these transplant games. Um, is this something that I should look into? You guys say? I think so. They're awesome. I mean, the first time we went was it? You're, what? You're veterans. Right. We went to Houston. We went to Cleveland, and now we're in Salt Lake City. And just to see the people who have received transplants is amazing. I mean, because we probably came from a culture where people don't really do organ donation. So it's it's been educating, it's been uplifting, it's been amazing. We get to see some of the people that we met, you know, we've formed some relationships. But just to see um, the transplant patients get out there and compete at the level they compete is awesome. I think so too. I mean, it, it, it for me, I'll tell you, it's like a family reunion. And what got me at the opening ceremonies when they done tribute to mm -hmm. the ones that didn't make it back mm -hmm. this year. Mm -hmm. And that's, that, that kind of, you know, that, that gets hits home. You. It does, it hits home. It really does. And you get, 
every time I tell my story, I get emotional. But the other night at the ceremony, when they did the tribute, mm -hmm. it really hit home. Because, yeah. you know, you, you're here now, and you have to appreciate this time. You have to appreciate it. And, and that's, it, it just. So at, at LOPA, we focus on educating. We, we appreciate, yeah, I know you're going to make me start crying too. Um, so we focus on education. We use stories like yours to go out into the community. Uh, we want to push that message. We want to save more lives, lives yes. like yours, right? Yes. And we appreciate you working with us. I appreciate you we all. Appreciate I appreciate it's, it's everything. Been, it's just been awesome. Yeah. Um, so the Gifted Life podcast crew here in Utah bringing you inspirational stories um, just like this one. We've talked to folks in different states and different countries. Donation seems to be the same. These folks are heroes who save lives, yes, right? They yes, they are. Yes, they are. Yeah. They are heroes. They're my hero. Mm -hmm. And you're here in honor of yours? Yes, yeah. most yeah. definitely. We appreciate you guys. I enjoyed watching you, you. Um, out there. Um, it, it's crazy to believe that just five years ago, yes. we didn't know this would be possible, right? No, we didn't know it. All right. And I'm looking forward to my pickleball game. <laughs> I like it. Let's bring home some medals of pickleball. I like that. All right, we're at the Transplant Games 2018, Salt Lake City, Utah, um, finding stories like this to bring home to you. More to come. At this point of the Gifted Life podcast, we will stop and we will listen and learn from our mental health guru, Miss Sally. How are oh, you? I'm good, Lori. How are you? What are we talking about today? We're talking about slowing down to enjoy one's life. Are you talking to Kirsten specifically or <laughs> all of us? Well, I know you all are always, you know, running here and running there. We so I, I think this might be helpful. Okay, let me grab my pen. Hold okay, on. Okay, you all ready? Right, all right, now we're, we're fixing to this. Okay. I'm sure you have noticed that many older people seem to have more time to enjoy their life. Mm -hmm. They're more engaged with people than younger folks are. Mm -hmm. Now, but you don't have to be older to enjoy what's going on right here and now. Be in the here and now. That's it. Okay. Stay in the here and now. And to, I think one of the most important things is live your own life. Mm -hmm. You ever notice that when you're on Facebook all these wonderful, fantastic things are happening to people. Now, I don't know. I'm skeptical Maybe. on that, but okay. Okay, well, <laughs> me too. Because you know what? We only want to show the really good parts of our life to say, look at us. We are just so, oh, we're engaged with everything. Yeah, but you a, know, reality. that calls it fake book. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> you that's it. You should spend as much time on those kinds of sites. Well, that's right, because, you know, everybody has their ups and downs. And sometimes we see in that particular arena the really poor me sort of things, not making any judgment calls, but you do see that. But then you also see those wonderful things that people are doing to help others. Mm -hmm. And that's giving them time to kind of rejuvenate, if you will. Mm -hmm. I think also, you know, you can only, and people like to multitask, don't they, though? Right. Mm-hmm. But how good are you when you are focusing? I never used to believe this. Okay. I'm kind of talking over myself here. Uh -oh. But I used to think, well, I can do multiple things. Right. I can do, do them all really, really well. But you I know what? I would have believed it. Well, <laughs> had you fooled, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we really cannot because you, your mind can only take in so much. Mm -hmm. 
you can only really dedicate so much of that to focusing in on specific tasks that you've got going. So if you think that's really helping, well, it might be a good thing to say, yes, I can multitask. Well, okay. In the greater scheme of things, what does that really mean for anyone? Mm -hmm. Okay. So then, you know, people spread, don't spread their work out. You know, it's like, Okay, I've got all this to do, and I got to do it right now. I got a checklist that I've got to check off before five (laughs) o'clock. Yes, that's right. Really, think how many of us have done that, or still do that. Still start my day with a list, right? Well, there you go. Now, there's nothing wrong with the list, but if you're just like one, two, three, four, five, (laughs) write down that list to go, then the problem is you're never giving yourself enough Mm -hmm. time to just take a break from it all, give yourself a moment to relax. And again, staying in the here and now. Yeah. You know okay. what happens to me? So I have uh, lots of children at home and I work. And so during the week, I operate off of lists. Like, this is what I need to do today, yeah. not only for work, but for kids. Mm-hmm. And then on the weekend, I have a hard time relaxing. My friend came over with her kids and I was standing up and had things to do, right? And she says, you're making me ner- nervous. Just sit down and enjoy. There you go. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, hard time, but had to force myself. Yeah, it's, it's amazing how hard it can be to unplug and be present. Right, yeah. You know, and not That's right. Fixated on or taking a picture with my phone. There you go. <laughs> well, and, and along, then the final point along those same lines is how many people have that phone always on them? Always, always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I understand, you know, we well, have. Kirsten has perfected the duck face selfie. Or... Well, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if it's part of your job that you have to respond to a, a crisis or an immediate situation in your work life, that's one thing. But look at all the people you know that constantly have that phone. Oh, I got to have it right here next to who knows? Somebody important might call me. Now, whatever that somebody important is, we don't know. Now, Sally, but, when I walk away from my phone, that's when my call comes in. You know, it's, it so, makes me nervous. I have anxiety. <laughs> really? See, that's what happens when you can't unplug from oh, some of right. this stuff. And I think, to the bottom line for all this is, you know, when, when we realize that the number of people who are anxiety ridden, uh-huh. it's because now their brain has been trained. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, I got to be constant, constant constant contact. I'm important, Sally. Like, well, I understand to to- <laughs> that. I understand that, Lori. And you know, when I do Step text away. you, I, I want you to respond immediately. Okay. And I know you're, you're one of those that has a different ring. <laughs> yeah. you call. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> so, you know, maybe the advantage for me in all this is now I like all the technology. Right. Don't get me wrong, because I do like that instant way of getting in touch with folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I also like the fact that I'm older and I do know what it used to be like way back when. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that none of this was available to us. We just didn't have access. And I truly believe that that's what's causing some of, again, the unhappiness and, and the anxiety yeah, and wondering, you know, what is wrong with me because I don't have this or that. So, folks, just take a moment. Take a yeah. step back. You know, take a couple deep breaths and say, you know, I don't have to answer that phone right now. Right. So, or write a letter or pick up a phone and actually call someone. Or maybe what? read a book. Oh, read a book. I mean, really. That's good stuff. Yeah. Or at least do okay. the Kindle still. <laughs> well, the Kindle's still good. Okay. That's good. That is a good reminder, though, because I have to constantly tell myself, just slow down. It's going to be okay. That's right. Tomorrow will come. That's right. More That's success right. will come. Yeah. Oh. Always a good lesson. So, Kirsten, let's just hold off on posting that selfie. Is, is that okay? 
All right. So for, <laughs> for next time. All right. Yeah. Lessons learned from Sal. More to come here on The Gifted Life. Here on The Gifted Life, we honor a hero in every podcast. Today's hero is Braden Branley, and we learn about Braden from his family via Transplant Game of America's Reflection Room. Braden passed away suddenly one afternoon when he was 19 months old, but that wasn't the end of his story. Through tissue donation, Bray was able to save two lives. His big brother, then four, said it best. He woke us up one night just a few weeks after losing his brother. He confirmed that we donated parts of his brother's heart, and then because of that, his brother had saved two lives. Then, after a moment of very serious four-year-old thought, he looked at me and said, okay, so brother was a superhero. He then nodded at me like this settled everything, went back to bed, and never had another nightmare about his little brother. And you can see a picture of Braden and read about more heroes on the Transplant Games of America website under a reflection room. And now we pause to say thank you to Braden for the gift of life. Today's question has been asked several times in the community, um, but most recently I had a family member approach me and say that they knew an organ donor family who wrote to their recipients and their loved one was a tissue donor and wanted to know if they could write to their tissue recipients. Sally? Well, right? yes, um, th- this is somewhat of a um, dilemma for tissue donor families. And the reason I say it that way is many times we do get letters from our tissue bank mm-hmm. uh, and it will be coming from a recipient that's not really identified except by a, sometimes a first name and that's it. So uh, just like John. Yes. And so we always call the tissue donor families, let them know we've got a letter, we send it out to them. And many times they will write a letter back saying, Dear John, you know, thank you so much for writing. Here's the information about, you know, my loved one. But the difficulty is many times people think we have that direct contact with the, the person who has so you written. have their address and everything. It's a little bit different now for organ donor families in that many times we do have a transplant center or sometimes we do have their mailing address or email address. But we never receive that, at least to this date, from the, the tissue banks. So when people do respond, we cannot guarantee that when it gets back to the tissue bank, then it has to be forwarded back to the original person mm-hmm. that would be writing the letter through their physician's office. So, as you see, it gets lots very, of, it gets very convoluted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it gets very convoluted along the way. Now, we will, of course, uh, we always will forward it back to the tissue bank. But sometimes we do get the question, well, when will I hear back from them? And unfortunately, we just don't know. If, if they ever will, because that's just so many steps to go through. Mm-hmm. Maybe one day in the near future, as we're all working through all this, how we can be better at more direct communicating. Yeah. Perhaps well, that can happen. Because it seems like it's even been in the last five years or so that we started getting letters from the tissue recipients oh, yes, at all. Oh, yes, much more so. Right. So right. hopefully it will just continue to, to progress and we will right. be able to establish more communication avenues. Right. 
And just working with Sally, we know how hard you guys um, work and how many hours you put into connecting those families. So um, we know that that is on the horizon and that's something that you're going to work towards. So that was a good question. Maybe you have a question you want us to address here on The Gifted Life. Info at lopa.org. Shoot us an email there today. Another episode of The Gifted Life in the Books, and what a book it is. Transplant Games of America 2018. We hope you are enjoying the coverage. Thanks for letting me tag along, Lori. We had a great time out there. Make a good team out there in the field. And I just want to encourage everybody to share this podcast, learn about all the stories from across the country. Mm-hmm. And you can also check out thegiftedlife.org to see some of the video coverage we did while we were there. Yeah. And thanks to all the families who took their time to talk with the crew. Well, the crew meaning Lori and the crew, Troy, Max. Yes, indeed. Magic behind the scenes. Yes. So it just made it all the the better for our listening audience to be able to hear all these great stories you all brought back. And when I think of transplant games, like I I light up and my heart warms up because one of my favorite images was uh, track and field day. And there's a donor family up there with a cell phone in one hand, a regular camera in the other hand, yelling, yelling, because his son's heart recipient was about to cross the line, win that gold medal. And I just thought, how cool is this, right? So we're going to be bringing you and looking for more of those stories to bring to you here on The Gifted Life. But please share, please talk about this, because our main mission is making life happen. And we hope that you go out today and do something that you don't normally do to help us do that, to make life happen. You can do it. This is a production of the Louisiana Organ Procurement Agency, or LOPA. The Gifted Life is hosted by Lori Steele, Joey Boudreau, and Sally Gentry. Our producers are Kirsten Hines and Shalon Carraway. We are recorded, engineered, and mixed in our Metairie, Louisiana studio by Troy Perez.